Hey, Valor family, welcome to another men's podcast. My name's Ryan. I have the honor of starting our Advent series as we prepare our hearts to celebrate Christ uh, this Christmas season. Now, there are two kinds of believers in the world, uh, those who celebrate Christmas starting in November and those who begin celebrating Christmas at its proper time in the month of December. In my house, we're divided on this topic. My wife uh, loves decorating the house with Christmas decor and listening to uh, holiday music before uh, Thanksgiving even arrives. Just the other day, as we were driving to a friend's giving dinner, uh, she said, hey, I have something to show you. And she began to turn my radio to a Christmas-spirited channel. Now, many of us love listening to Christmas music. I personally wait for December 1st in preparation for the 25th. Yet regardless, we all enjoy various Christmas songs, some Christian and also some secular. No judgment here. One of the most popular Christmas songs for Christians is Joy to the World. Personally, my favorite Christmas song is O Come Emmanuel. Now, I'm not going to sing it for you here. I will spare your ears this season, but I will read one of the last choruses. It says this, O come, O King of nations, bind in one the hearts of all mankind. Bid all our sad divisions seize and be yourself our King of peace. Reading songs like this brings me to a place of wonder, contemplating who Jesus is and how his incarnation continues to affect the world in which we live. Yet Christmas music not only has the power to prepare us for a great celebration, but it also brings us to a place of remembrance. We not only remember the Christmas story, but we also remember our personal experiences. Perhaps this happens to you when you listen to certain songs, they bring you to a place of nostalgia, thinking back at cherished moments with loved ones and times when God's light broke through the darkness. At the same time, Christmas allows us to look forward, making new memories, dressing up in semi-formal clothing, and gathering to enjoy bountiful amounts of food. However, though Christmas is majestic with it, all its decorations, bringing lights and seasonal food and the themes of joy, peace, and happiness, the very first Christmas night was nothing like our Western aesthetic portrays. Yes, we rejoice in Jesus' birth, but we must also understand that that night it was very dark when Jesus entered into creation. The manger scene was placed in the backdrop of sin, oppression, and an aching anticipation for the Messiah's arrival. Not only that, but Jesus came from a place of esteem to experience brokenness, limitation, in the lowly place of a manger. Nonetheless, when you look carefully into the Christmas story, you will find eternal hope and joy wrapped up in the true gift of heaven and a son born to die. The author of Hebrews gives us a glimpse into the cosmic Christmas story. Psalm 8 is a foretelling of Jesus. David wrote Psalm 8 and it reflects on the marvelous expansion of the cosmos and it's overwhelming by the majestic Lord of all creation. Psalm 8.1, uh, the author writes, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens out of the mouths of babes and in infants. You have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. 
When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, also the beasts of the fields and the birds of heavens and the the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. During David's contemplation of who God was and is, David becomes astonished by God's intention for humanity, that though we are small, God has made us intrinsically wonderful. Looking up in the vastness of the dark sky, he realizes God's placement for us, that we are made a little lower than the angels. However, we are crowned with glory, he says, making us a reflection of God into the world and how God has given us stewardship and ruling over creation and everything being in subjection to him. Although these are God's intentions for us, It doesn't take long for us to realize that there is something really wrong, that this is not the reality we experience today. In fact, it appears that we are subjects of the world and its powers. Sin and all of its destruction, death, and distortion has left us not what we should be. Instead of being stewards and reflections of the king of majesty, we are sinners wanting our own glory and fame. Think of it for a moment. The real Christmas story illustrates our problem perfectly. It speaks into our reality. We have all found ourselves on the naughty list, deserving the coal of judgment. All our good works cannot remove us from the darkness that lurks within. Even today, we have taken the celebration of the birth of the king and have made it about ourselves and the gifts that we receive. Yet with all of that said, the season gives us an opportunity to look up. Look up into the dark skies and marvel at the wondrous cosmos God has created for his good pleasure. Not only can we look up, but it also gives us a moment to look within, realizing that although we are not what we should be, Jesus has come to restore that which is broken and lost. As we do so, we can now look to Jesus and see what he has done for us. So let us not do the foolish thing this season and make it about ourselves. Instead, let us refocus our attention to the king who is crowned in glory and tasting death for us. The author of Hebrews does just this for us. In chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, the author writes this. He says, Now in putting everything in subjection to him, which is Christ, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not see everything in subjection to him, but we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. Hebrews tells us that Jesus became like us, a little lower than the angels, crowned with glory. Yet Jesus was much different than us. For he came and he lived a perfect life of obedience, even obedience to death, that God's wrath would be satisfied once and for all to those who believe and have received eternal life. What is surprising about this text is that the author sees the tension of the already and not yet status of God's kingdom. 
that Jesus is already crowned and has ushered in the kingdom through the cross, yet not fully reigning until his final return. This means that Christmas is more than just looking back 2,000 years ago. It is a time to look forward to the day when his rule and reign will be fully realized and complete, a day when we will see his glory and all wrongs will be made right. With that in mind, secondly, what we can grasp is that just like the first audience of Hebrews, we still live in a fallen world where there's a sea of hostility against God, the gospel, and the gathered people. Therefore, we are reminded that Christ is still on the throne even if we do not see it in our own present troubles. For many, Christmas can be a time when everything seems to be going wrong and when they feel hopeless and let down by the people around them. Growing up, my father is someone who experienced loss in the time of the Christmas season. When he was 15 years old, his father was in the hospital fighting cancer. Just a few days before Christmas, while everyone was busy shopping and getting ready to celebrate with family and friends, my dad went to the hospital to watch his dad pass away. When I was a young kid, my dad told me that he had to return all the gifts he had bought his dad that year. Maybe some of you are listening and have similar difficulties during Christmas and has brought you to a place of feeling insignificant and small, as if God doesn't care for you like he does others. Maybe he has brought you to a place of rejecting the king and the kingdom message. For Christmas and all its brokenness, it seems easier to forget than to celebrate. For those whose season is filled with sorrow, there is true and sure hope for you. See, the Christmas story is really about God displaying his light and love in the midst of darkness in a very cruel world. 1 John 4, 9 through 10 says, God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. It is here that we actually hear the heartbeat of the gospel. Jesus knew from his birth that he would fulfill the scriptures through suffering and tasting death for everyone. Yet he also knew that he would fully complete his mission, for by the cross came a crown. And by his execution came exaltation and eternal life to all who would believe in him. The giver of life laid down his own life so that we would be given new and eternal life. The price of sin is paid, death is defeated, and the mission of God is fully complete in the person of Jesus Christ. The most profound testimony of why God did all of this is said in 1 John chapter 4, he did it for love. The scriptures tell us God is love, meaning in the Godhead, perfect love is known from all eternity. Therefore, God did not create us because he needed us or to fulfill his own person. No, God created us because he wanted to share his love with us. The sharing of love is proven by the sending of his own son, into creation to be rejected, shamed, and hung on a cross so that by faith we would believe and have the love of God. The story of Christmas invites us to taste and see the King's love for us, that no matter what the season may bring, we will not falter, we will not fade, because our hope is found in the everlasting love of our Redeemer, the one who saves. As we end our time in this podcast, let us remember to look up, to look within, and to look to Jesus who displayed God's love 
perfectly so that in this season we may sing in our hearts, O come, thou King of nations, bring an end to all our suffering. Bid every pain and sorrow cease and reign now as our Prince of Peace. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come again with us to dwell. Thanks for tuning in. And also, I want to tell you guys to mark your calendars for our Riverside Men's Christmas Dinner on Tuesday, December 12th. May God bless you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.